0: So, back when I was a kinder kid, and I'd be watching the WWF Razzlin on the TV. Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of my absolute favorite superstars would come out to the ring. I'm talking about HBK, Shawn Michaels. Uh Uh-huh. We've talked about his incredible theme song on the show many times. Him him singing about how he himself is a sexy boy, not a boy toy. Mm -hmm. I forgot one thing about this, though. So... If you'll recall, like, in the intro of it, the drums kind of build up, the guitars are coming in and stuff. Yeah. And there's, like, that moaning chick Uh who's just like, oh, oh, Sean, (laughs) right at the start of it. When I was a kid... I didn't understand that that was like like sexy noises, right? Okay, what did you think it was? I thought it was like the sound of Shawn Michaels maybe murdering a woman, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, damn,
1: he is not her boy toy.
0: Wait, so you He's thought a you thought his because He
1: was like, he was a a, a, a serial murderer of women. <laughs>
0: He's such a fucking hard ass. He just fucking kills women. This guy's a maniac. A real lady killer indeed. Welcome, (laughs) (laughs) lovely listeners, to the Wrestling Talkinist Horror Movie (laughs) Review Podcast on the face of the map. I don't know how we always end up talking about wrestling so much, but Mm -hmm. I don't care. No regrets. I don't either, yeah. Yep. You're here with the host with the most. It's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben and who's on the other end of this long distance phone call?
1: Why it's me, Hollywood Steve over here.
0: What was that voice? <laughs> I could have said long distance, implying that like long distance calling is still a thing. Like somebody yeah. has to shovel some extra coal into the long distance machine. <laughs> that is how it used to I think work. That's how that worked, right? Yeah,
1: that was how it used to work. They would shovel like the amount of coal had to be exactly right to get the number. So like mm-hmm. There was like a specific amount of coal that was associated with each phone number
0: <laughs> and the distance that it took to connect it to the other number. And
1: the di- yeah, it was a, a complicated algorithm of distance and phone number and Well,
0: you know, I'm not really here to ask questions. I'm not an expert. I'm sure it was all perfectly fair and there was a totally good reason why they charged us more back yep, then. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> How you been doing this week, Steve? Oh man, it's
1: a week. Yeah, sounds like you kind of had one, haven't you? Yeah, and uh, uh, as we record, I'm in the midst of dealing with uh, de- devastating financial news, so. All right, just
0: what you need on the date of December 1st as we record yep. this.
1: Welcome to the holidays, jackass. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Our engine blew on the car we bought a year ago.
0: And that's kind of the funny thing about this. Well, it's not really funny, but the weird thing about the timing is, like, we were talking about it earlier, and I was like, wasn't one of us having car trouble this time last yep, year? This one. Like, yeah, we just bought that mm-hmm. car because you guys had a wreck last mm-hmm. year. Yep. And then the year before that is when uh, the third gas tank that has been on my car cracked yep. <laughs> and needed to be replaced. This is the most gas tank consuminist car I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. <laughs> These have just been very like automotive unfriendly holidays yeah, not, for us for the past several a years. Not time to
1: have a car and be us. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, on the bright side, you are in the year where you don't go anywhere. So, oh yeah, that's kind uh, of except a
1: plus. that my my wife has continually been going to work and school. So
0: yeah, okay. So and uh, yeah.
1: her finals are now. So this was the perfect yeah, time yeah. for it to happen. Of course.
0: Mm, Hmm. Man, that is uh, quite a crash landing into the old holidays. We had Thanksgiving there last week, Yep. and uh, then this is just kind of what you fall face first into. That that blows, but mm-hmm. man, I think I accidentally stole all the good times. Did I've had you, a really good week. Did you take yeah. them all? Damn you. Well, well, here's the thing. Is like I really do think I somehow might have been some kind of good vibe vampire <laughs> or, um, <laughs> or something last week, because... It's like almost everybody that we know had some kind of horrible shit happen last week. Yeah, And we had, again, I feel boastful even talking about it now, but like we had the best fucking time because this year... Yeah,
1: you went to the beach, right?
0: We went to the beach right near the beach. Mm -hmm. Uh, The wife and I, you know, decided for the safety of our families and ourselves, we wouldn't be attending Thanksgiving. Uh, So like months ago, we rented a condo at the beach for just us and the dog. And we planned the entire thing so that we could just go, settle into the condo, never have to leave. Like, we brought all of our own groceries. We didn't go out to dinner anywhere. We brought homemade pho for Thanksgiving, which is the fucking best pho giving. Is it going to get better than that? Mm -mm. Fuck no. Absolutely amazing. We had a really, really, really good time. But as we were there, we found out, um, let's see, the day before Thanksgiving that both of my wife's parents have COVID.
1: Yeah, okay, so you didn't steal all the good times. You had I mean, some not, not good times there, yeah.
0: That's okay. Yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. We stole the good times from them, so oh, they're suffering fuck. as a result of this. <laughs> oh, no. This is like a real monkey's paw situation. Oh you know, no. it's like, I want to have all the fun. Well, yeah. that means nobody gets to have fun. So. Oh, no. I know, man. Thankfully, they're pretty mild cases, and then we oh, found out good. the very next day that a lady that my mom works with... Has COVID, so my mom's been exposed and stuff. So far, no results there, but man, shit's just popping off everywhere. Yeah. I'm really concerned to see what the number spike is going to be like in a week or two as a result of people going home you know. for
1: Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: eh. but we had a great time. We were well. That's good. extraordinarily worthless. This is maybe the laziest vacation conceivable like i don't even know how it could get a lot lazier unless we just literally never got out of bed at a condo (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome uh so dude we were just relaxing the weather was still nice we had uh several days that it got up into like the you know mid 70s oh great spent some time sitting out on the beach so you know not in the water the water was like freezing obviously yeah but you could still sit out there on a blanket and have yourself a good time and yeah drank like an absolutely embarrassing amount of champagne (laughs) ate like pigs and uh watched some flicks and stuff while we were out there you want to hear about them steve yeah what you been watching well i'll tell you what if you're a listener and you don't want to hear about them you just want to get right on to the review of tammy and the t-rex yeah (laughs) okay first fuck you then you think you're better than us
1: fine what's your
0: deal pal
1: oh i love tammy and the t-rex so
0: much like, I picture somebody listening to this podcast and they're like, oh, like really exhaling hard and like looking at their watch, like, Ugh. I got to be back in the office, I but I really want to know be. if they like Tammy and the T-Rex. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes, we love Tammy and the T-Rex. You got to hear about it yeah. later on in the show. There's a timestamp for you in the uh, episode description. Isn't that right, Steve? Yeah,
1: it's right down there. Just uh, uh, go right to it. You can listen to our whole review and you can take the number. And you can tell your friends, oh, my God, Dead and Lovely gave Tammy and the T-Rexes a blank. Exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And then rate and review on iTunes. Thank you. Yeah, and then rate and review on iTunes. Too long. (laughs) Five (laughs) stars. I had to skip the intro. I didn't like it. Five stars. (laughs) I want a refund. Five stars. Actually, by the way, yeah. Go on, give legit complaints, but then five stars no matter what. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) I'll take it. The five stars are
0: really what matters. That's the only part the reviews if they're five stars. So (laughs) If you're trying to tell us something we need to change, five-star that shit, okay?
1: I would love that, a five-star review that just eviscerates us. Yeah.
0: It's like, hey, give us five stars because I knew you fucking jackasses would read it if I did. But listen, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> well, so firstly, we, uh, you know, we crash-landed there and we watched a couple of Thanksgiving classics that, of course,
1: everybody's seen a million times,
0: Planes, Trains, and Automobiles,
1: okay yeah 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 i have seen that a million times as well as some some son-in-law oh and
0: son-in-law mm-hmm. also
1: have seen that a million yeah. times
0: double feature had ourselves a good old time with that one uh we also got ourselves caught up on the mandalorian as we record this the i think fourth episode just came i out.
1: have not watched any of this season yet we were waiting until emily's done with finals so i, I don't know anything about it does it still have a baby yoda
0: it has the baby. Okay. And you know, you know that like now they're just like, we can just show that bebe every like five minutes. And it's super cute and, and everyone will be like, yeah, yeah.
1: all right. <laughs> yeah.
0: It still works on me every fucking time. Mm-hmm. I'm not tired of that little baby. So they can keep on pushing that thing around. That's fine by me. Yeah. Uh, I won't spoil anything for you. It's been fucking awesome. Awesome. Of course. Yeah.
1: I've been, Absolutely I've been having killer. to like anytime i see mandalorian i just have to scroll really fast like i don't want any sort of spoilers have they been they've been releasing it by week is that how they're doing it i think so i think it's like Uh, every friday i hate that i hate that i
0: know like having to wait sucks right yeah it's like being a caveman again
1: it is it's like the worst basically Mm -hmm. streaming is going to become cable again eventually it's going to be like you don't even get to choose what you stream it's what we're streaming at this time
0: (laughs) so while we were watching the mandalorian and totally enjoying that i gotta tell you man my thoughts did wander a little bit and it got me thinking something about this star wars universe i don't think anybody's ever really questioned before we just you know we're given the script we're given the pretty visuals we go with it we don't question it sure except for now all right I got to thinking about this and I want to know the answer Okay So across the Star Wars universe uh-huh. We've got all these like cantinas And stuff right where people Of all different species and from Different alien planets and stuff Everybody comes together They get down they have a good time man They they drink strange liquids together Mm-hmm. You know There's people from all over the galaxy right
1: Yeah werewolves even hanging out okay yeah
0: so like werewolf guy uh devil guy that one guy i guess is just the devil he's from planet hell yeah just devil dude
1: yep (laughs) Uh
0: uh-huh weird like arachnid Mm -hmm. and uh, you know lizard creatures and shit like this Yep. as well as just you know whatever else happens to crawl into that place Mm -hmm. here's the thing that i'm wondering about steve what is the bathroom situation in that cantina
1: like oh okay yeah because all of them would probably have some form of waste they need to excrete i should think huh
0: but do you think like a hut and a wookie get rid of it the same way i don't
1: think probably so. not probably not i imagine uh, a wookie probably uh similar to a human whereas a hut like where's uh where's its uh butthole i don't know yeah i can't tell
0: you man but you know Either way, they're going to have to have some way to give that thing a bathroom. Maybe, like, what if the Star Wars universe is, like, ultra, ultra accommodating and it's like a different bathroom for every single fucking (laughs) species and gender that that species has? (laughs) And you end up with these little cantinas that are attached to, like, a warehouse that's just bathrooms (laughs) to accommodate everybody.
1: (laughs) And and they have to do that because the intergalactic conservatives are like... I can't have a a hut and a Wookie bathroom. What if it <laughs> exactly uh, the Wookie molests the hut? <laughs> what? What? Really? Yeah.
0: I think they just have a big trough. I think it's just a big old trough.
1: Just a huge trough and you just, whatever it is that you use to get rid of your shit, you put it in that trough. I
0: think so. There's just no questions asked. You see a lot of weird <laughs> stuff when you go yeah. to a canteen, a bathroom. Just don't talk about it. But either it. way, yep. yeah, there's like, either like a huge hole or a huge trough and you just, you lean over it, you stand over it, you <laughs> ooze over Whatever it is you need to do, that's just how it works. Yeah, so, okay. That's my thoughts, I guess, you know? I liked it. Uh we also we also watched The King of Staten Island. Oh. Which is that new uh Judd Apatow joint with old what's his name? Pete Davidson? Oh right
1: right right. Pete
0: Davidson, right right right. Okay. Yeah, from the SNL in it? Mhm. I'm not really like a huge fan of his exactly.
1: Yeah, I don't know much about him. I've seen him in interviews. He seems fine.
0: Yeah, like he's he's like okay on my list but not really like one yeah. of my favorite comedians or anything like that. So I was kind of going into it like, yeah, whatever. But he's kind of playing a character that isn't really necessarily supposed to be all that likable per se anyway. And he does an absolutely incredible job. And apparently a lot of it is based on like the story of his life and shit. And uh, man, really it's one of the best Judd Apatow movies, period. It might be the best overall, like as a movie, it's not, it's not really out to be super hilarious, like something like knocked up or something like that. It's not really that vibe. It is more of a character study, kind of movie and uh full of fantastic performances and stuff i really liked it a lot okay. i would recommend checking it out all man. right
1: yeah all right
0: have to write that too well steve what have you been watching this week man i've been checking out the instagram post you've been watching a lot of things
1: yeah so i just finished just yesterday as you said we're recording on december 1st just finished my two months of watching a horror movie every single day woo woo and uh it's been a wild ride i've um mm-hmm. i've definitely i'd say benefited from it it has uh reminded me how much i love horror how how uh, uh just wide-ranging a genre horror is like horror comedy adventure horror action horror all sorts of types of horror out there it's you you can watch a horror movie every day and never feel like you're getting too much of one thing because you can just if you feel like you're getting too much gruesome shit you can go to another type of horror that's less gruesome whatever you're looking for there's something for you so yeah i just this week watched so many movies that i haven't seen uh and the i i don't want to dwell too long on them because there there's a ton that could be said about all of them i watched ghost ship oh yeah that uh opening scene is great absolutely awesome all them people they get cleft in twain yeah, don't yeah that opening scene's awesome that's all that needs to be said about ghost ship i honestly don't remember <laughs> anything else about it <laughs> like when
0: i think ghost ship i'm just
1: like yeah all those people get cut in half yep.
0: couldn't tell you a thing else about it don't know who's in it i got nothing <laughs> juliana <Margulies laughs> is
1: in there uh, uh what's his name carl urban there's, there's some people okay. in there. Yeah. Then I watched the new mutants and this was actually the one that kind of reminded me of how wide ranging horror could be. Cause I remember when they announced the new mutants, they were like, it's going to be like a comic book sort of horror movie. Yeah. And it does have some horror elements, but they obviously were trying to, I don't know what they were trying to do at times. It, it's, it's clear that the reshoots that the director wanted to do would have helped the movie basically we the first hour of the movie is introing us to all the characters and then there's only 30 minutes left in the movie oh shit it's one of those deals okay yeah so like i mean the studio screwed this up for sure because it it is solid uh the the bits that are there like the bits that are there it's clear that there could be a good movie out of it uh, and mm-hmm. the actors are all good. Like, they, they did a good job with the casting. You got Maisie Williams in there. You got Anya Taylor-Joy, who is awesome as Magic. Oh, yeah. So awesome. great. But uh, it's it's lacking a lot. But well, the worst part about it is watching it and seeing all the potential and then realizing, like, oh, this isn't going to go anywhere. Cause, yeah,
0: yeah. They're not going to get another swing at it. Yeah, this. they're
1: not getting another swing at it. And it sucks because Anya Taylor-Joy is, as Magic is is great. Like, I'd love to see her... Or at the very least I'd love to see her come back in any role to the m c u that would be nice yeah, but yeah that that movie's just uh eh, it's not worth the rental for sure i'd 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 wait until it's streaming on some service you're already paying for okay all right but then i I've been watching some more i don't know uh, some titles that have come out more recently that I've just been wanting to get to so I watched Coherence. Which is a movie that people have been recommending to me for like five years, I think.
0: Hmm. I don't think I know that one.
1: It is. The setup is essentially a a quantum physics quandary. (laughs) Like it's. Okay, cool. I like that. It involves like uh, shifting timelines and all sorts of stuff like that. What I really liked about it is how simple it is, like how complicated the idea is, but actually how simple the execution is. Basically, you have this one group of people and there is a separate group of people that are their exact duplicates.
0: Hmm. Okay. That's cool.
1: Uh, it, it's a party that goes off the rails and moves from there. It. I really enjoyed the way it played out and I think it, I'll watch it again because knowing what you learn throughout i think it it would it deserves a second watch but definitely a a cool little movie uh i also watched in the tall grass
0: i've been hearing about that yeah well like months ago i guess whenever it came out i was hearing about
1: it yeah yeah it's joe hill and and stephen king it's um i think it's a little long but definitely worth a watch because there's some stuff in there that is brutal just brutal and some really cool visuals
0: can you give me, like, a sub-genre of, like, what that would fit into in, in horror?
1: Oh, man. Uh, uh, what's it like? I mean, okay, basically, the opening is uh, these uh, brother and sister are driving. They stop, at, like, right beside a cornfield, and they hear a little boy crying from the cornfield for help.
0: Okay, pretty spooky.
1: The way to, yeah, I don't know what to compare it to after that, though, like... It's, um, I mean, it, you know, it, it's maybe got some connections to children of the corn type of stuff, but not really that like not, not the story doesn't play out in any way similar to that. It's just that there's a fucked up cornfield. <laughs> um, I also watched the movie called porno on shutter. Okay. All right. This one is one I do recommend for everybody out there who grew up, uh, uh either, uh, in, you know, uh, evangelical churches or Mormon church, any church that dealt with not jerking off and not watching porno, uh-huh. uh, porno is is going to be right up your alley. Oh, damn! Okay, yeah. sign me up. <laughs> it's an absolute <laughs> SEO nightmare, though. Like, look, like, just think about how you would Google it.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that does make it a little bit hard to find, doesn't it? When the title is porno,
1: I'll tell you this: it's on Shutter, and guess what? Looking up porno Shutter surprisingly still gets you porn
0: <laughs> i'm not really surprised honestly i think you can find pretty much anything like you'd be like uh like look around your desk headphones porn that's definitely out there clip yeah. on guitar tuner porn that might be a new one tune my dick teacher <laughs> that's out there i already know
1: it is <laughs> uh i also watched uh nobody sleeps in the woods tonight uh which is a, a polish horror that. movie it's on Netflix. Uh, it is so wonderfully steeped in slashers and and camp Ooh. slashers specifically. Oh, now now we're talking. Yeah, good gruesome shit and fun meta horror elements to it. Worth a watch. All right. Oh, I definitely got to see that. I'm excited to check that
0: out. Sounds like it's just kind of a list of a lot of things that I like.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think you'll enjoy it
0: so overall kind of a mix of of good and bad for the dead and lovely boys this week uh i hope that your problems get resolved i'm glad that we're both taking in some good flicks and stuff like that and i'd also like to take in a co-beer into my face you want to do that with me yeah snap into that slim beer what are you having over there
1: i got this here clown shoes these are the shoes of a clown Mm-hmm. yep it's rainbows are real hazy ipa where'd you get that from well uh a ben eller handed it to me it was me wasn't it yeah
0: yeah we did a little uh social distant beer drop there a couple weeks ago and that's one of the ones that i put in the box of goodies for you i got a, a four pack of that over at merchants of beer in the old yeah. city knoxville um a couple months ago it was like during the summer and uh, I got it, and I didn't realize that it says on the side of the can that it's got terpenes and stuff in it. Yeah, it uh, does. Usually, I don't like them weed eater beers. That's usually uh-huh. not really my kind of thing. But I got it because it was Clown Shoes, and Clown Shoes makes fucking awesome stuff.
1: They do. I've only this. Uh, this will be the third, I think. I've had, but the other two I enjoyed. So
0: yeah, man, it's a three for three for me, man. Because I okay. I saw that that label on there about the terpenes, and I was like, oh damn it! I bought another weed ipa again yeah and then i drank it and i was like oh this is fucking awesome it's definitely my favorite turpinated if that's a word <laughs> beer <laughs> that i've had i
1: predict that you'll like it a lot too yeah man. it's hazy as hell looking mm-hmm. at it here in this here glass i'm gonna get me a little sniff of it i myself am drinking a
0: main beer company fall which is their coffee stout this is the first beer I drank as a Knoxvillean. the final day of our moving to Knoxville. Yeah. Finished unloading a vehicle. Swung by actually it was merchants of beer on my way home and just was you know, like, I'm gonna buy me a cob beer to drink. And it a was one of these co. right here, man. Main brewing or main beer company. I keep saying main brewing for some reason. It's main beer company. Man alive. They make such good stuff. And this fall coffee stout is no exception let's just get a let's get my whiskers in there what do you think about that beer you got there steve
1: yeah it's it's um i just got a little taste of it here it's good and piney it's funky but it's not like um it doesn't taste like bong water Mm Mm-hmm. so it it, the the terpenes aren't uh bonging it up it it still tastes like a good ipa you know what it kind of tastes like if you could take the smell
0: of really good weed and turn it into a flavor there you go if that makes sense, you know? No, like, yeah, that you makes have, sense.
1: absolute sense.
0: Like, you know, weed cookies or brownies or whatever, like the taste of weed is always kind of the same. Yeah. But that's more like how a really good weed smells. Yeah, this is very drinkable. This fall coffee stout is a delight, man. It's not too heavy. It's like 5.6%, so it's not ridiculously boozy or anything. It's so good, though, man. It's got like a nice light cold brew coffee kind of coffee flavor Mm. to it like a a lot of uh coffee stouts have that more like espresso bitterness to them you know yeah this has a little bit lighter a little bit less dark a little bit less chocolatey kind of taste to it it tastes more like a good coffee coffee man it's so good and i've let it sit out for a little while too so it's a little bit warmer well steve now that we're refreshing our faces with some co-beer codes i think it sounds like a good idea for us to get on in here, into that preview palace. Welcome
2: to the preview palace.
0: Mm-hmm, that's right. And in honor of the fact that today we are talking about Tammy and the T-Rex, mm-hmm. you know, I say we give these bustas, these dead and lovelies, these, these deadites out there tuning into the show. That's them. I'd like to give them maybe like a top ten list. Of movies that are so bad, they're good, because Tammy and the T-Rex is a movie that is...
1: So bad, it's good.
0: so bad, and it's absolutely amazing, but sometimes you can be so bad that it's bad.
1: That's sure, yeah, Yeah. that happens, you know, like uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie.
0: Ooh, ooh. Just so bad, it's bad. It's just not enjoyable, you know? It's like... And I don't think they were trying to make a bad movie. I think they were trying to make a good movie about video games for kids, but then it just... Yeah.
1: It went off the rails, you know? It absolutely did. When they had dudes with those tiny little heads. Oh, the my God. What? <laughs> Dennis Hopper? Like, what <laughs> Dennis the Hopper was off of his fucking... Out of his mind in that. Oh, yeah.
0: Absolutely so. So, before we started recording, me and Steve here scoured the net... Looking at a bunch of lists of, uh, you know... We got
1: Sandy Bullock on it.
0: Yeah, we got all kinds. (laughs) (laughs) We scoured the net. And we found a lot of people's lists of, you know, yeah, movies that are so bad that they're good. And we're going to give them to you and tell you if we think they're so bad they're good. Or maybe they're just so bad that they're bad. Now, I will say just to kind of put the listeners in the frame of mind of what we're talking about here... You know, there's movies such as The Room, like movies that a lot of people revere for their badness. Maybe you got one that you could toss me that is one that I haven't seen that you would describe as being so bad that it's good.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, if we're we're talking on the level of The Room, then uh, Birdemic, Shock and Terror. Birdemic. This is one that was on all those lists, but I have never seen it. Birdemic is so horrendously bad, but charmingly bad like the thing is <laughs> like because we've watched some real bad movies on the screaming chat on friday nights. So we've watched right. like suburban sasquatch and and things like that that are just straight to vhs movies just horrendous hard to watch uh bird demic is funny like it's funny and it's hard to watchness. i i really do find it strangely charming throughout like everything about it is so poorly done and like poorly thought out and like the the idea that somebody put so much time and effort into the product that we get which is bird birdemic is outlandish and will <laughs> just make you laugh as you're watching it like to think about someone sitting down and being like yeah this is a good idea i should do this that's what i love about these is like watching them knowing
0: that this had to get greenlit yeah. so many different times for this so to many be people
1: made. had to be like yes let's do this for this to happen <laughs> yeah
0: so, like, that's an example of one that's so bad that it's good. Now, there's one that I'll recommend to you that's just so bad that it's fucking unbelievably bad. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, I would watch this with you just <laughs> to sit there and gauge your reactions to it. I'm talking about <laughs> Jupiter Ascending. Yeah. With Mila Kunis and uh, what's the old Potato Face guy? What's his name? Channy Tatum. <laughs> Potato Potato Face. face. he looks like a potato he does okay all right (laughs) it's so fucking crazy i mean it is absolutely you know 50 pounds of shit slammed into a five pound sock like i don't even know how they crammed so much stupid stupid fucking shit into a movie it's unreal
1: yeah it's got not just mila kunis and 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 uh what's it? potato face she said uh also eddie redmayne is in there eddie redmayne's performance in it
0: is unbelievable like i don't know what direction he was given or what he was thinking of because obviously it's like we've seen him in other stuff he's not like a horrible actor or anything like that his performance in this movie is one of the most batshit insane things i have ever witnessed it's insane it's
1: directed by the wachowskis right yes that's correct
0: yeah okay yeah i don't know what the fuck happened to this movie dude but it's it's so bad that it really i is need to watch bad. it
1: i can't believe i haven't watched it yet i i need <laughs> to sit down and watch it definitely man so ben what about a little horror movie by the name of jason x jason
0: x yeah yeah
1: we've talked about some horror movies on here like deep blue sea and anaconda that definitely fit into so bad it's good but jason x is on another level from
0: people like i know a lot of like hardcore horror fans that shit all over that movie i think it's because they don't know how to have a good time because this movie (laughs) is so bad that it's good in my opinion
1: yeah it's just so ridiculous like the uh, i mean the head shattering scene the fact that there's a cyborg the fact that david Cron david cronenberg is in it yeah. for a little bit <laughs> what? like what is even going on with it it i mean it's jason in space like the premise of it is insane yeah just go with it yeah it's <laughs> it's a it's a world that uh I like to to visit. I really do like going back through the Friday the 13th movies. Those last uh you know, you get through uh you get through 7 which is uh I think fun and crazy because totally. it, you know, it's got telepathy and all that stuff involved. But then like, you know, uh Jason Takes Manhattan is just bad and uh Jason Goes to Hell not very good. So Jason X comes along and it's just the ridiculous premise but then like it actually follows up it 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 gives you the premise it gives it fully because like jason takes manhattan was mostly on a boat yeah totally jason in space is jason in space it's (laughs)
0: awesome (laughs) spacing with jason Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that one's a definite winner man now for sure let's kind of talk about another beloved Saturday afternoon watcher. This is one that I always remember seeing on like TBS and TNT and everything all through my childhood, but it was only maybe a year or two ago that I watched roadhouse for the first time Roadhouse, <laughs> and I rediscovered how good, a movie can be because this movie is an it's so ridiculous lunatic yeah. pile of garbage yeah and it's yeah. a blast
1: it's a blast yeah <laughs> it's so silly crazy stupid just how did that even come about like was know. somebody just like what if you were like a a badass bouncer at a shit kicking bar and it's like <laughs> okay yeah what if yeah what if that's Start the movie. shooting <laughs> yeah go <laughs> why isn't everybody filming this right now what just what we're saying is genius well you just said the premise that's it yeah it's great <laughs> he'll do some kicks man it'll be cool dude the amount of just
0: insane bullshit in that movie is fantastic and i don't think they were trying to make a bad movie like it's no. not self-aware enough to be like okay they
1: were they were just making fun of
0: themselves here no i think they were trying to make a serious movie
1: they're like fucking excess man that's what people want
0: yeah they want yeah. guys fighting and another guy saying to another guy i used to fuck guys like you in prison <laughs>
1: <laughs> used to fuck guys like you in prison yep and then classic he gets his line throat ripped out <laughs> then he gets his throat ripped out and it's treated seriously <laughs> like the Very. movie is, that's the beauty of roadhouse is that it it's it's not it never does like wink at you like we get we're in on the joke it's always just like no this guy's just super badass badass right yeah
0: <laughs> so i'm gonna say that one's so bad that it's good for sure
1: yeah definitely
0: what do you think about people that say that halloween resurrection is so bad that it's
1: good <laughs> i mean it's like it's so over the top that it's funny for sure yeah. It's, it's funny, funny. That, like somebody was like somebody thought this should be a mike myers movie right yeah i mean gosh the buster rhymes fighting michael myers it, uh, it's I, yeah. so bad
0: like i don't find it fun to watch
1: no it's not it's not so yeah that one doesn't fit into so bad it's good it's just so bad it's bad
0: yeah yeah the whole reality show thing and it just totally shits all over it well I feel stupid to say that shit's all over the history of the Halloween franchise. Good Lord. Every movie does (laughs) all of them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think absolutely. Absolutely. If the majority of your sequels shit all over the franchise, that the franchise maybe is shit.
0: Right? i don't know has a couple of good entries but most of it's real bad
1: real bad yeah Though i mean there are people out there that absolutely love those like four and five have their 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 uh fans i i don't know how many if anybody is a huge fan of halloween resurrection if they are please explain <laughs> <laughs> yeah let us know why <laughs> yeah but yeah four, four and five have their fans uh, and I actually I know a lot of people that like H two O, and I would say after four and five, like if you're not a four and five fan, H two O is a pretty cool, just solid movie slasher yeah. movie. Yeah, but it's all right. it, it does start with the premise of uh, Michael Myers drives across country.
0: Yeah, it does that road yeah. trip. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah.
1: Now, longtime listeners to the show
0: know that we're all about that highfalutin, highbrow elevated horror we like thinking deeply we look at movies and we're like this movie didn't go deeply enough i think it should have gone more deeplier they know we're a bunch of brainiacs but you know what steve <laughs> the truth is <laughs>
2: yeah
0: even though we are geniuses we gotta right. let our big old brains cool off every now and then we're just sure. like you guys we're just like you people listening to this oh no. right now yeah and uh, we know how to enjoy something that is at surface level very stupid but turns out being kind of excellent such as the fast and the furious series steve oh yeah you kind of got me started on it because you were like no really watch them yeah they're fun man come on yeah they
1: are they're real fun i would say some of them uh like when you you watch the first one I I think it's legit so bad, it's good. Like, when you get to some of the sequels, they've, like, embraced the insanity and stuff. And it's like, oh, no, this is just good. Like, it's just, like, a good action movie that embraces how ridiculous this world is. But, like, that first one, it's so, like, the relationship that dom and uh what's his name oh uh, uh, uh from this movie paul walker paul Walker. yeah yeah the relationship they have is just so intensely hyper masculine and yeah. like <laughs> just ridiculous <laughs> that fight scene, dude yeah it's ridiculous so like yeah you're watching it and it's just like what but like you really get into it it's like they the beats work really well i mean like i mean it, it's part two wasn't good at all and then part three happens in the future, but is a good movie, but doesn't involve Paul Walker or Vin Diesel at all. Uh Once you get past that, though, four through all the ones is when they've embraced the insanity and just been like, OK, we get what people like about these movies. Let's do more of that. That's yeah. when you bring in The Rock and Jason Statham and like just <laughs> everybody. Yeah.
0: Well, that's also, too, where I'm pretty sure they let the the writing of the script, especially for the action beats and stuff like that, go to, um, like, five-year-old boys in the bathtub, and they'd hand them a handful of Hot Wheels. Like, okay, what's going to happen? And the kid's like, listen, it's driving off a cliff, and the rock is driving, and it goes, shh and then there's this. There's another car over on the other side of the cliff. It's also going, but it shoots a, a missile at it, and yeah. he dodges it in midair, and he parachutes onto the other car like this. And, <laughs> and then a the bathtub. producer
1: asks the child, of course, well, wait, why do they do all this? And then the child's like, family. And they're <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Ah, yeah, ah, we'll have Dom yes. say that a lot.
0: <laughs>
1: it's about Makes total family. Sense. family. Those, are, those
0: are just fun movies, man. It's like stuff they doesn't are. have to be, you know staggering works of genius for us to enjoy it you know we have a good time you know i had a pretty good time when i watched a staggering piece of shit that i talk about all (laughs) the time Anytime I get the opportunity to talk about the wraith, the wraith, I will take it because this movie is a treasure to me. We reviewed it a long time ago on the it's drunkest episode fans. of the episode ever. Yep.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Holy it's, moly. It's got a, a lot of fans because it has exactly what we've been talking about, which is just like so like so much ridiculous stuff done sincerely yeah they didn't
0: think they were making a bad movie i'm pretty sure No,
1: absolutely not yeah i think they thought they were making a movie that might be right in lines with like uh the warriors and stuff like that and mad Mm -hmm. max and stuff but like nope (laughs) (laughs) it's just real dumb it was totally like
0: like whereas i'll say like tammy the t-rex and we'll talk about this more as we go here seems like a movie that was fueled by a lot of weed sure Um, the Wraith is definitely a big old cocaine fest. Oh, Where yeah, <laughs> they definitely. They're just all riding fat rails of the devil's dandruff and being like, yeah, it'd be the best idea. It's the best idea because I just had it. Let's do it. Let's put it in the movie. Call do you hear the words Quaid. I just said?
1: Those were poetry, basically. Write those down.
0: <laughs> if you lose the race, you lose your car. Whoa. Genius. It's like
1: deep. There's like <laughs> multiple levels. No, there's the one level. That yeah, is the just, only- They're just the one.
0: <laughs> I love the Wraith so much, but I know it's not one that that you necessarily were able to sink your teeth into.
1: I don't love it, but like there are definitely very funny moments about it, like those the two guys always like drinking motor oil and shit. Like <laughs> yeah. what is going on with them? It
0: was a skank and gutter ball or gutterhead or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Skank and, uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Gutter boy,
1: gutter, gutter boy. boy. There he yeah. is. Uh, and then also, of course, Clint Howard. Uh, <laughs> he's great. Yeah, Rughead. He's great.
0: <laughs> oh, God. It's a must-watch, man. I'll talk about that one any time that I can. Now, let's talk about another franchise here that, you know, started off one direction, went another direction. Some people really hated on it. I'm talking about The Dark Knight, that crime-fighting hero in Gotham. And whenever he hit the theaters with Batman and Robin, when we were just youths, uh-huh. I remember a lot of people being like, this is one of the worst movies ever, and they fucking hated it. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel about Batman and Robin?
1: Well, at the time, um, I was in high school. I remember seeing it and it being, uh, to me, disappointing, because of course I like the Tim Burton Batmans, but like also kind of in line with Batman Forever, which yeah. had just come out before it. So it wasn't like a, a huge disappointment. Um, but I've wa- like watched it since and it's funny bad like it's not it's not enraging bad like no. <laughs> the thing is like once Tim Burton left Batman and we got Batman forever it was like oh okay well we're not Tim Burton's gone so it's, it's not Tim Burton Batman it's they're gonna make it just kind of sillier and more over the top alright totally and then Batman and Robin just followed up on the silly
0: yeah, it kind of did. And the thing about it is, is like, I know that blew people's minds whenever they had that change of direction from Burton over to those movies. But it's like, have you ever watched the Adam West Batman stuff? It's campy as fuck. Like, it's super cheesy. This is like a 90s update of that.
1: Yeah, that was it. and But that's why that's why it was not appreciated, because they thought they were going to be drawing in the audience from that show. And didn't realize that the main audience for Batman were the kids that were growing up uh, watching Batman the Animated Series at the same time. Okay,
0: that's true. That was kind of living
1: at the same time. (laughs) And Batman the Animated Series was serious. The best. Like, dark and serious. And that's how Tim Burton's movies were. And so I think that's why a lot of people were disappointed with it. Because, like, it was just, it was, like, irrelevant by the time they were doing it. It was like they had ignored all the stuff that had happened with batman since the 60s which is i mean pretty much what i mean it is but it's also funny it's stupid like everything arnold schwarzenegger says is hilarious oh my god dude every one of his (laughs) lines is a zinger
0: the whole fucking movie (laughs) everybody chill (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's
1: it really is like watching it now it's just like oh okay i mean i i know why we were upset back then but it's fine it's funny i think so
0: and i don't think it was trying to be a serious movie so that's one that i definitely chalk up as being like it's charmingly campy and ridiculous and silly Bat just nipples. like kind of the original yeah bat nipples man the bat credit <laughs> card there's like a mcdonald's commercial <laughs> in it like there there's so much stupid ass shit it's in there so like there's ridiculous. no way anybody was trying to take it seriously it's just no fun, way. man yeah kind of just want to go through and watch that again yeah me too yeah i mean
1: yeah, i'm, in, I'm <laughs> very interested in seeing that again and uh, uh batman forever because i remember liking that a lot as a kid liking how over the top jim carrey was as the Riddler. Cause I thought that actually kind of caught how the Riddler is like, he is like crazy wacky. Yeah. Yeah. Like scary wacky. And that's kind of how Jim Carrey comes off in that. So yeah.
0: I think so, man, we got a couple more here that we want to talk about that kind of fit a little bit more into the, into the horror world. One that I have right here is a remake of a, a famed piece of horror history. Uh The wicker man, yeah. <laughs> Starring a Nicolas Cage. Now, this movie, like, whenever I watched it the first time years ago, it was like on a Sunday afternoon or something. I didn't know if it was supposed to be serious or not. So I just watched what I watched. And I was like, God damn, this is a nutty movie. And then by the end, you've got like a Nicolas Cage running around punching every woman on the site and just <laughs> clubbing everybody and he's wearing a bear costume wearing and it's just a bear so
1: costume.
0: nuts and then yeah and then of course the bees not the bees not like the
1: bees.
0: without watching it with any kind of expectation i saw it with with fresh eyes and i was like oh this movie's intentionally ludicrous and i loved it like i had a
1: good time watching it, that's, Is it supposed okay. to be that way that's what happened to me too i saw it in the theater uh with no knowledge of what it was going in like i had not seen the wicker man the original as as a kid like i guess it had never been in the place where we rented the movies the movie that i was going to see was a Nicolas cage movie so i was expecting it to be a little bit crazy and it was exactly that so walking out of the theater i was like that was hilarious (laughs) yeah exactly other people were like super pissed because i guess they wanted
0: a serious movie which i get i mean taking a a remake of a a serious movie and making it super wacky you're gonna disorient a lot of people for sure but i don't know i had fun with it man
1: yeah i did too and i think that's the only way to have fun with it is to not associate it at all with the thing it's supposedly remaking <laughs> because right? it's just it, it's a, a silly nick cage experience that is exactly what that movie's supposed to be i think
0: oh yeah now this last one that i want to mention here, steve is kind of beloved by the horror community because of the director, but it's not exactly a horror movie per se. Uh, I'm talking about Night Riders. Yeah. K-N-I-G-H-T. Yeah. Night Riders. You told uh, me
1: about this one.
0: Yeah. This movie I watched years and years and years ago. My friend Brandon Suttles, a friend of the show here, turned me on mm-hmm. to it. And I remember back then just being like, this movie is ridiculous. And then I watched it again over the summer, over the course of like four days because the movie is three fucking hours long jesus it's just massive dude and uh yeah i don't know like i want to love it because it is such a stupid
1: stupid premise but it takes itself
0: oh yeah that it's um knights on motorcycles jousting in the modern age
1: and of course that was directed by george romero
0: yeah somehow okay (laughs) somehow Uh uh-huh and so i don't know it's worth watching for sure but i don't know that it's one that i can say that i love i'd like to hear your thoughts on it though
1: okay i need to check it out i need to uh block out three hours to watch a movie about motorcycle jousting
0: yeah exactly with ed Harrison, <laughs> tom savini
1: and a bunch of other people
0: i mean it sounds great <laughs> i mean when you put it that way yeah. sounds like you're in for a winner in my book right there let me toss one more on to you before we Let's get hear. to the movie review here. Now, this is just uh, on the occasion of it now being the holidays, of course. Mm-hmm. One of the most widely hated and misunderstood movies in the Christmas movie pantheon. Jingle All the Way, starring Arnie. Oh, okay. How you feel about that?
1: I don't like it, but I love Sinbad. Okay, all right. So, I it's watchable. I just love it. Because, yeah... I, I, I know a lot of people love it. It uh, When did it come out? Like 92, 93? Something I think like it was like it came out in a period where I felt like I was too old for it. So I didn't watch it. So I didn't see it as a kid. So I don't have any positive associations from childhood with it. Same. So I've only seen it as an adult. And it, I don't hate the movie. But it's, it's not it's not fun for me to watch it works for me though the sinbad scenes are funny because he's
0: <laughs> i get it i totally get it man but i don't know man it's one of those that totally totally does it for me so i watch that one every year and i have myself a good old time
1: wait does it have phil hartman oh, in it? these cookies Exactly it did. Okay, yeah. Put the yeah, cookie down. <laughs> right, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jamie, right? He's <laughs> J- dressed up. Jamie. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm remembering it now. Yeah, yeah, that's not it's not my favorite. But I you know what? Maybe I rewatch it. Maybe I see it with new eyes. Maybe you do,
0: and maybe everybody listening goes over to the Facebook page and lets Fuck us know boop. about your favorite. Or least favorite, bad slash good, so good they're bad, so bad they're good movies. Let us know about yours. I know my wife loves that Barbarella. Barbarella? Uh, uh Uh-huh. Okay. mm -hmm. Some people are all about that. Masters of the Universe. Stuff like that. Yeah, Masters of the Universe
1: has got its fans. Mm -hmm. Dolph Lundgren wasn't a bad choice for, uh, you know, He-Man, but, man, that movie was so disappointing as a Mm -hmm. kid who loved Masters of the Universe.
0: Well, I know, I know we got some fans out here that are going to disagree with you, so be sure to go on the Facebook page and talk shit
1: at Steve. Yeah, Facebook.com forward slash dead and lovely. Head over there.
0: Yeah, that's right. And uh, hey, if you enjoy the show and want to help support us, maybe check out that Patreon page. We've been posting up some Patreon exclusive content even here lately.
1: That's right, Patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Go check out our uh, Creep Show animated special episode. Should have uh, something up sooner than the uh, uh, quicker than a, a blink of a cricket what exactly right you know that fast yep yep so sign up
0: to the patreon today and if if you sign up for five dollars or more you can drop in a movie title of your choosing into the smoking bowl of movies that we draw movies out of once a month
1: Uh uh-huh yeah we'll be doing uh, another patreon episode uh, at the end of the month i'm Mm -hmm. excited to see what we get we got some great submissions in the smoking bowl over here so uh i'll uh, ask for submissions you head on over to patreon to the the patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely you drop your submission and i'll just randomly draw and see what we get
0: that's right fuck around and find out over (laughs) (laughs) patreon.com
1: hey ben hey steve are you looking for the ultimate stocking stuffer for this holiday season i sure am what i going to stuff that thing with well ben Look no further, because our sponsors, Manscaped, have the tools to make you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Oh my god, they got the tools that you need for your tools. (laughs) That's
0: right. (laughs) It's tool time. (laughs) It's tool time with Manscaped. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so, Tim. I think so, Tim. I'm pretty sure, Tim. (laughs)
1: You see, (laughs) Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products. And great news, Ben. This is for all our European, Canadian, and Australian listeners. (gasps) Manscaped just released their products across your vast countries. Holy wow. This is
0: going to be a globe covered in shiny, clean globes. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: and i know some of you out there thinking it's a it's a crazy old time i don't even get out ever why do i need to manscape let me tell you this when you look good you feel good Mm. and when your boys look good boy do they feel good i'll tell you that
0: you're doggone right you're doggone right steve just because you're in quarantine don't mean you don't need to be clean, y'all. But, Steve, let me let you in on a little secret here, because I know we got a lot of listeners on the show here that are saying, but, Ben, but, Steve, I ain't got no balls of my own. I don't need what? this man, escaping. Let me tell either. you what, ladies. This can be for you, too, because I'm going to tell you what. You can get this thing and take advantage of using that up. Before somebody creates Womanscaped and starts
1: charging you three times as much for the same stuff. Y'all know how this works. Listen to me, Dead and Lovelies. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0. What's in there? You get the Lawnmower 3.0 for lawn mowing your nards area. It's skin safe. I used it. No tugs, no nicks. I enjoyed it. You can even create a little less mess by using that thing in the shower or getting one of those magic mat disposable shaving mats they got. Catch all that hair as it drops. And let's not forget about the Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant. Do what? And moisturizer. This is amazing. You're putting deodorant on your armpits. Get some deodorant for your balls. What else are you going to get in that Perfect Package 3.0? Some Anti-Chafing Performance boxer briefs i don't know how they've done it it's time to get this perfect package 3.0 get clean like mean jeans bald head get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code dead 20 that's d e a d two zero at manscaped.com
0: so this holiday season be sure to trim the tree and trim up your balls with manscaped your balls will thank you and so will the people that love your balls Now, Steve, the subject of our show, the thing that brings us together today... Marriage? (laughs) Marriage. And a little movie called Tammy and the T-Rex, or as it may be known, depending on what edition you're watching, Tanny and the Teenage T-Rex. Yeah. Yeah, it might be that. You want that one. If your title screen doesn't say Tanny and the Teenage T-Rex... You're watching the theatrical
1: one, which has a lot of the gore and stuff cut out. Yeah, it's cut to be a uh, family in quotes comedy because the sex stuff is still in there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay. But God forbid the violence be in there.
1: Yeah. So, okay. uh, yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird uh, thing that basically this movie uh, was made as a sort of horror comedy and then the producer the executive producer saw it and he was like what the fuck i wanted a disney movie so (laughs) they cut it to be a family comedy and released it on vhs and it kind of got forgotten until uh you know it got dug up by horror nerds because there was a a a horror comedy version that was released in italy uh it got uh rediscovered by horror nerds Hmm. and started being shown at you know places where they show things like the room and whatnot and then uh, vinegar syndrome put together a uh, a good edit of the original version and released it just last year yeah so that's why it's now streaming on shutter and and some other places as uh, you know tammy and the t-rex with the tanny and the teenage t-rex title screen
0: interesting i did not know that yeah vinegar syndrome is like Making a huge name for themselves, keeping a lot of like old ass unknown exploitation flicks and horror flicks, just anything kind of like cheap and grimy, yeah, they keep it alive,
1: yeah, this is right in line with like seventies and eighties exploitation flicks for sure the this movie ben I mean it's directed by the director of Mac and me, which <laughs> great start to any
0: movie. there's another one that's so bad, is it bad or good i Probably yeah, great.
1: <laughs> it's that one is insane like the oh gosh it will never talk about it on the show hopefully but <laughs> that that movie is ridiculous he also directed ice pirates also ridiculous i don't know that one as well as mannequin 2 on the move also <laughs> that sounds great ridiculous but didn't He's, he like also do the philadelphia experiment like some pretty respected shit too right i mean the philadelphia experiment is i wouldn't say highly respected more than the rest of his stuff (laughs) but more than the rest of his stuff yeah it's his pro but he also he he wrote passenger 57 so that's probably his most well-known like work his name is attached to but he he's his directing style is basically efficient uh like they they come to him when they need to get something done or salvage something with ice pirates they needed to salvage it because they weren't going to be able to do all the things they planned so they came to him and he he said can i make it a comedy and they were like okay and he turned it into a comedy and made it work
0: like he's like the wolf of movies like they call him and he shows up in 15 minutes and is acura and gets shit done
1: i guess exactly (laughs) uh so this happened basically so a german film distributor based in south america okay that's a bad start german based in south america like we all know where that began y'all yes we do and so Stuart raffle was approached by this guy the guy says i have this eight foot animatronic dinosaur uh and it it was coming to la to be held for a few weeks before going to texas so he had it in this you know storage facility for three weeks or uh for two weeks coming up and this is three weeks ahead of that time he comes to stuart raffle says hey you want to make a movie with this dinosaur so stuart (laughs) raffle has three weeks to come up with an idea of what to do with an animatronic dinosaur and then two weeks to shoot that dude i'm gonna tell you what based on what you just told me i think i'm just like
0: this is genius and it's also forced me to be like I need to reevaluate my life to where I put out such an image and such a vibe that whenever somebody that I know happens to end up in the possession of a mechanical T-Rex for two (laughs) or three weeks, the first thing they think of is, I need to call Ben about this. Yeah, if Stephen was a to use Do it. something with this. <laughs> like, what? What the fuck kind of guy is this? That it just made it click in this dude's brain. That's like, yeah, I think Stuart knows what to do with this thing. Let me give him yeah. a call.
1: Maybe he'll yeah. make a movie with. Like, what the fuck? Who is yeah. this guy? I know. It, it, like, here's the thing, man. Investigating this dude. All right. So Stuart Raffle, the guy. Uh, he's he's British. He. He used to train animals, uh big cats. He okay, there's some on, of those in this movie, good. Mhm. He worked on a notoriously dangerous movie Roar hmm. made by Tippi Hedren and and her um husband, I think. I don't know this uh, one. who. Well, they owned big cats and the movie was basically trying to use those big cats in a movie and almost everybody on set got attacked by a big cat at some point (laughs) so they really knew what they were doing is what you're telling me yeah so what i'm telling you is uh the thing anybody who's seen tiger king what you know is that big cat people are all crazy (laughs) that's a thing And he's a big cat person so, so the director of this
0: is a big cat person
1: yeah and this is all think, making
0: so much sense dude if you told me he also paints cars on the side i would be like this is absolutely the fucking <laughs> guy i think he is car painting people i'm telling <laughs> Crazy. you they're
1: they're a breed of their own yeah. i'll say that so here's another thing you know if you've seen tiger king all of the people who were big cat people in the 80s were also cocaine people yeah yeah there's there's kind of a
0: connection there it seems yeah
1: (laughs) so i don't know why he has friends in south america that immediately think of him when they have access to an eight foot animatronic dinosaur Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna bet cocaine is somewhere in the mix
0: (laughs) i'm gonna say like with whatever question it is you come up with for this movie like now why did they do it this way I'm going to say cocaine probably some cocaine <laughs> in the mix. I'm going to say it's an educated
1: guess or definitely yeah. some
0: real dank weed. There's some
1: Yes, definite definitely pot
0: brain going on. Weed in is
1: involved. In fact, Stuart Raffel <laughs> says that in an interview that uh, he had with the uh Bristol Bad Film Club. That basically oh. he had a very short amount of time to figure out what to do with this and uh just smoked a whole lot of weed and came up with ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie if you're watching it and you're super stoned and you're like i bet this guy was super stoned when he came up with that he was yeah you're right he definitely was (laughs) y'all have something in common (laughs) yep for
0: sure i'll tell you what though man honestly just the fact that this guy was able just to take you know i'm sure just a random phone call of a guy being like hey i got this if you want to make a movie with it and then the guy takes what a week to write the whole thing (laughs) and then two weeks to fucking shoot like he put put together this whole movie well no he he
1: had three weeks so three okay three weeks yeah no problem he had time to to write cast and you know do some probably some a little bit of scout location uh, location scouting because he shot everything within 25 minutes of his house (laughs) <laughs> well you don't want to make a long drive to get to exactly. work or anything. So so like I guess on an afternoon he just drove around his neighbor and is like, Yeah, well she's there, 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 and there <laughs>
0: Dude, I'm telling it's you. It's crazy it
1: came together.
0: I know that it's like a stupid, stupid movie full uh full of really stupid things. I get it. Yeah. But man, it's taken me longer than that to plan like a friend's get together dinner. For sure. For real. For like it's taken sure. me longer to do that. And this guy yeah wrote and made a movie in that time period and it's competent it's not yeah it's not only
1: competent it's legit funny like it's a funny movie that has good performances in it which is crazy
0: and the thing about it is is when you're on the time crunch that they were to make this and also all the budgetary limits and stuff like that comedy is kind of the route you can go
1: yeah yeah to that's justify the best way
0: you're seeing on screen
1: it's the best way to do it you you try to make a serious horror movie about an eight foot animatronic t-rex it's gonna come off as comedy anyway yeah so embrace the comedy and you can it explains all the ridiculous shit that's happening well it's yeah, a comedy totally well because the thing is is like
0: Whenever this guy said he's got this animatronic T-Rex, I'm sure that at some point in dude's mind he was like, okay, I could make a serious movie about a killer dinosaur or whatever. Right. And he's like, well, but, you know, it's an animatronic dinosaur. It doesn't exactly have the greatest mobility or anything like that. It's going to look fake as shit. People are just going to be watching this going, well, it's animatronic. And then he's like, well, what if I just make that the point?
1: Yeah, it is animatronic. We'll say it's animatronic. That explains why it moves the way it moves. Dude, the crazy thing about it is...
0: And again, maybe this is me just giving this movie way too much credit. There's a certain genius there at starting at the limitation. Like most of the time, whenever people are given a concept, they go with whatever their concept is, look at the limitation and work around it. Whereas this guy was like, oh, so I have a dinosaur, but it's going to look dumb. Uh, Where can I go from there? (laughs) Like He started with the bad thing and made it work. Like that's genius.
1: Yeah. And I think, again, yeah, that that just comes down to having a time crunch. And it's like, well, this isn't going to be genius. This isn't going to be the best movie anyone's ever made. So why try to make that? Just make it funny and embrace the ridiculousness and get uh, some solid actors in to to make it funny.
0: Now, let me me ask you, Steve, because this movie is one of those ones that I was honestly predicting that you wouldn't like i mean considering that i
1: was too i was
0: over the moon for the wraith and as you said you were kind of like lukewarm about it at what point did this movie and, and <laughs> kind of funny i'm using this grab you by the balls <laughs> yeah it was the
1: dick fight it was the dick grab fight <laughs> once they started grabbing each other's dicks in a fight i was like wait a second hold on <laughs> and then buck you know flower showed up movie. and i was like yeah.
0: okay <laughs> All right, <laughs> and on the sidelines of this ball grab, schoolyard fight that we're having, you've got those chicks that are just losing their minds.
1: Absolutely, just just like it's like they're at a UFC fight and they want yeah. blood. They're <laughs> just like, do it, kill him, Billy. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then we've also got our man Byron, who we're going to talk a lot about. Byron's who, the best. Dude, Byron's the best character some, in the whole thing. Yeah, grab that other dude's dick, and he's like, "Oh, good move." Yeah, <laughs> like, it's so stupid. What a stupid. Yeah, so like,
1: funny, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh. By- Byron is uh, is probably the strongest character. Uh, I mean, our main our main two are Denise Richards, who plays Tammy slash Tanny which (laughs) don't know why they ever thought tanny in the first place is that a name dude
0: and nobody in the movie calls her tanny like i don't know
1: why they did this they definitely did call her tanny at some point because i noticed adr moments where it was like oh yeah he must have said tanny there and they replaced it with tammy but yeah i don't know why like why they ever went with that and then paul walker who plays michael who uh he ends up dying and then has his brain connected to an animatronic T Rex. <laughs>
0: Even and when you say course, it out loud, you're like, yeah.
1: oh man. And then of course Byron, who you know is amazing, played by Theo Forsett, uh, who uh, I think must be CeeLo's like fashion idol
0: must be clearly yeah Yeah. now that you mention it i'm seeing the similarities and like yeah (laughs) yeah there's one more scene in this movie where byron is just gonna paint himself gold just go to town
1: for sure man (laughs) yeah yeah byron is he's probably the funniest character though denise richards like watching this i realized denise richards is legit funny she is funny and she's doing a good job in this for real the first time that i watched it um i was kind of
0: like does she think she's in a real movie or does she know she's in shit and she's you know ditzy the way that we all probably think of her because we don't fucking know her we just know her roles in movies and stuff um i was kind of wondering about that myself where i was like does she know what movie she's in and then the second time you watch it you're like she knows what movie she's in she's playing (laughs) it so straight because
1: she knows it's that funny
0: it's funny that
1: she is dramatically talking to an animatronic dinosaur oh my god man and even like those scenes like towards
0: the end where she and byron are in the car (laughs) in the car together riding and he's like hold on to your boobs girl it's gonna get bumpy she does (laughs) She (laughs) it's so stupid it's so funny man oh god dude yeah the cast in this is is crazy like I really wish that I could talk to some of the people that worked on this movie and be like, just tell me everything that was going on on the set. Like, did you have fun? Was it as stupid as I think it's supposed to be?
1: Yeah, I think it seems like everybody was having a good time for sure. Because this is just like the movie stays light and playful the whole time, even though Tammy is dating what looks like a man in his 30s, (laughs) very high school yeah uh he he's wearing dog tags either as a fashion accessory or because he served in the gulf war and yeah. he definitely has a prison record and a restraining order against him by the school
0: yeah <laughs> also has a habit of <laughs> invading Tamby's family's house with his gang <laughs> her parents just kind of stand by the door and just let this like gang run
1: rampant through the house his mom, the mom, is on the phone with the cops, and she says it's a gang bang.
0: <laughs> Dude, one of my favorite moments with the parents in this. That was just such a funny, funny, subtle bit of editing in this. I didn't notice it the first time, but the second time I caught it, and it cracked me the fuck up. Whenever um Paul Walker comes over and sneaks into Denise Richards' room, mm-hmm. uh, like they they just start fooling around on her bed and stuff. It cuts to the dad sipping hot tea out of a teacup, and he goes, ooh, that's hot. (laughs) It's so dumb, man. It's so dumb,
1: yeah. Yeah, there's just a lot of dumb jokes that go over real well. Like, the movie has enough charm to win you over. I mean, if it doesn't win you over, if you're listening to this and you're expecting us to eviscerate it, like, I'm sorry. Not happening. This movie won me over. I think... Like yeah, you can see uh shadows of the cameraman in shots. You can see the boom mic. You can mm. see the uh blood uh uh tubes oh, like hanging tubes down, lines, yeah. Yeah, hanging down from the, the uh behind the dinosaur when it stomps on the guy Super and blood shoots everywhere. Obvious like mannequins, like whenever
0: Paul sure. Was sitting there with his head top yeah. off and stuff, super obvious. Yeah. Not even close to
1: lifelike. Out of, focus Out of focus shots, shots. Oh, all, all over the place. Out of focus shots. Just <laughs> they got one shot and they were like, "Fuck it, move on." Fuck it, it's fine, whatever. They looked at the so, print, and they're like, eh, it doesn't really matter. Let's go with it." Yeah. So you you have legitimate gripes about this movie. I get that. That's fine. If you're listening and you you hated this movie, I get that. I I think it it's great. I think it, like it does you don't even need the context you don't even need to know that it was made in such a short time you don't even need to know like the reasoning behind it because the absurdity of it while you're watching it and the fact that it seems to know it's absurd but like pushes on despite it it's just charming and you're like oh okay yeah cool this movie knows what it is
0: yeah it's never overreaching or trying to be something that it's not i mean it knows how ridiculous the whole premise is, and it just yeah. goes with it, and that's what really wins you over.
1: Yeah. Uh, and we also have Terry Kaiser in here, who plays the doctor, Dr. Gunther Gunther Walkenstein. <laughs> Dude,
0: that Terry guy. Kaiser. His he's passion great. for that mm-hmm. T-Rex. Der- during that scene where he's just introduced to the T-Rex in the warehouse, uh-huh. yeah. he's like, I will give you eternal life, and he's having like, total uh-huh. Frankenstein moments. Dude, yeah. he is hilarious in this movie. That, that scene where he and Helga sneak into the hospital and yes. like she disconnects Paul Walker's like life support machine or yes. whatever, so he flatlines. He's banging on his chest. He's like, live, live. live. And then he's like, ah, that's about all I can do. Yep. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's it. He's gone. <laughs>
1: yeah. When they walk into that scene and they ask uh, where, where the doctor is, the nurse says, section C. And he goes, oh, section C. That's a good number. It's yeah. like just there's so many like tiny lines where it's like he's so ridiculous and goofy. Uh, if you if you don't know who he is, uh, you may know him from Friday the 13th Part 7. He plays the psychiatrist guy. Oh, okay. Or you may really know him from Weekend at Bernie's as Bernie.
0: Wait, wait, wait. What? That's Bernie? Yeah.
1: yeah. Terry Kaiser is Bernie. Holy shit. I did not know that. He's got 156 total credits. You've seen him in something. Whoa. Yeah. He's
0: a busy man.
1: He is. And it, like you, you can tell that like he doesn't care. Like he's getting a paycheck. He does not care. He's going to go and be funny as fuck. He He's not, he doesn't care that it's a movie about an animatronic dinosaur. He's going to go in and just do it and be hilarious. And he does. <laughs> and he fucking does it. And he does it alongside his, Super
0: smoking hot yes, cohort. Ellen Helga. Newman, our yeah, Dude, she's she's great. She's amazing. And what is with her the whole movie? Like she licks blood off of her fingers like, yeah, she kisses like a hundred times. She's like, she's like multiple
1: corpses. Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> she's like just uh she's like his Igor. But yeah, like, totally. It's like the exact opposite. Instead of like, you know, hunched over man, it's this tall, gorgeous woman. Uh yeah i i love i love the way that yeah they're playing on the frankenstein thing they also have like you know uh she she uh you may have recognized her from napoleon dynamite as one of Re- rico's customers when he's selling tupperware uh yeah you may have also recognized somebody what? else from napoleon dynamite in here efren ramirez fucking pedro the pizza boy dude. pedro yeah
0: unbelievable I didn't realize yeah. until after I watched the movie because he's just in there for a second to deliver that pizza also the fact that he goes in there looks at the T-Rex and asks did you order pepperoni yeah. extra cheese like yeah. like he's thinking maybe this dinosaur ordered this pizza yeah was maybe so was fucking stupid
1: like he was a little bit scared but also he does have to deliver the pizza he's, he's on the job <laughs> he's got a job to
0: do somebody ordered this yeah. pizza maybe it was this T-Rex uh, oh, I, man, but, I didn't realize that was him but it's so funny because like knowing that two of the people that were in this went in or went on to be in Napoleon dynamite. It's like, okay, everybody got the vibe of the humor here. Then
1: yeah, they did Uh, at the very least. Yeah. Jared and Jerusha Hess got what was going on with, uh, I'm assuming they only saw the family cut, which I should have watched because I think that's so surreal to imagine any version of this that somebody would show to a child.
0: I know. It has to be hacked to bits and not it make to any be. fucking sense.
1: No sense whatsoever. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I can, I can, though, see how this could probably have inspired uh, Napoleon Dynamite a little bit. I feel like
0: the humor of this movie was inspired, though, by some other things that were around at this oh, time sure. and before then, because making this kind of, like, shitty, cheesy, gory somewhat exploitive movie in this time oh, yeah. period you're bound to get comparisons to trauma it's trauma ish, yes. but it never goes totally down the like super sexist uh yeah, and also racist avenues that a lot of those movies yeah. go down
1: i mean the one thing we can mainly like say doesn't hold up are the gay jokes yeah there's some of those
0: but you know you can also kind of skirt around and be like well they're all made by idiots like yes, they're all made the people by, like, who the made... dumbass police officers yes. and like And
1: byron is constantly shown as like a smart a hero like he knows himself like he is yeah, in no way ashamed of himself him right so so i i think i think that the gay jokes maybe uh they like knowing their intention was probably to get a cheap laugh it's yeah. like well that that sucks but also yeah, knowing that 19- the gay 94. character is shown as like stronger than that, like above that, it's pretty cool. I yeah, mean,
0: I think so. I mean, it's aged better than a lot of stuff from that time period. You definitely,
1: know? it's kind of got a Mel Brooks
0: vibe about it too. And a lot of the parts, yeah, I think from a lot time of the humor to time, in here is very Mel Brooksy. Mm-hmm. But dude, I'll tell you this, man: watching this movie and thinking about its its humor influences and the tone of the comedy in this. The thing that I just kept thinking about is this, and it really all started with Byron. Can we please crowdfund enough money, everybody chip in a dollar, mm-hmm. and see if we cannot convince the entire cast and crew of the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt to remake this movie? Think about it for five <laughs> seconds and tell me it Ti- wouldn't be... Byron. fucking bad. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. dude. It would yeah. be... Incredible. And you'd have to have John <laughs> Hamm in there as the obviously. doctor. Obviously. Obviously. Just <laughs> get everybody in here. Kimmy as Tammy. Obviously. Yeah. It would be Gretchen Kimmy and the be Helga. Heads.
1: Dude. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it I'm down work. with it. That would work. Yeah. I could see it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it would just make a little bit too much sense to me.
1: Yeah. It might be it. That might be it. It makes too much sense for anyone to invest in it. But if you've got money that you want to turn into like, half of what it is currently yeah we we could make this movie nobody you make would this watch happen, man <laughs> dude byron is damn near titus
0: like titus yeah. is who byron grew up to become i'm pretty sure
1: right yeah i i think uh the byron character is is really strong it's obviously theo Forsett, the 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 actor like brought a lot to it i do question like why they continually make the girl jokes about him but the character never goes against that so i'm thinking is the character meant to be trans because mm. he does say you know when they're look when they're looking through the corpses <laughs> corpse to try shopping. to find a corpse to put the brain into he you know <laughs> uh, says he'd like a, a set of those boobs yeah he's uh, like i could use those yeah so is he supposed to be trans or is this again just lazy gay jokes like i don't know yeah because that's one of those things that i remember all the time
0: you know as as a kid growing up in the 80s and early 90s it was just a common thing if you wanted to put down a dude to be like what
1: are you girl Right?" right yeah so i i think it's probably just lazy gay jokes that the actor like was able to never let the character down i think like the actor did not allow the the gay jokes to make the character weaker Mm-hmm. which is great i'm glad he did that but i think the script should have been improved but again we're talking about the 90s and the height of humor was what if a man liked another man <laughs> be crazy right How yeah that happen, huh yeah but uh, i mean beyond that most of the humor is it still holds up because it, it, it's absurdity is what it is yes. re- relying on more than uh punching down or anything of that sort so i think so man dude and i'll tell you that
0: The scenes in this movie that consistently got the most laughs out of me are any time that T-Rex is using his goddamn hands. (laughs) Those T-Rex arms on screen delighted me to no end. Like, holy shit, it's so fucking funny. Because you see, I mean, you see the T-Rex the whole movie. T-Rexes have the tiniest little arms. They can't use them for anything. And then he's shown reaching large distances... And operating his hands in very skillful ways.
1: Yeah, the when he picks up the payphone, <laughs> that's
0: probably one of the and he funniest. He dials it real carefully, and then dude, yeah, he picks it up to then try just to call Tammy. roars, him. He just roars. yeah, because he doesn't really, he doesn't Roar. have a voice. <laughs> yeah, and then after he makes the call, he checks the change slot. <laughs> yeah, just in case there's a quarter. Where was he gonna put what it? What was he gonna do with I- it? <laughs> Yeah. And the thing that kills me about that, too, okay, he tried to make the call so he could call Tammy, didn't realize he was a T-Rex, I guess. He, I guess, He doesn't yeah. realize he's a T-Rex until he's in the warehouse, looks at the corpse of Paul Walker, and grabs a hand mirror and <laughs> looks at himself in the <laughs> hand mirror and figures out at that point, oh, I'm a
1: T-Rex. I'm a T-Rex, I see. Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, we also... We haven't mentioned but uh, uh uh John Franklin is in this, uh from Children of the Corn oh, and yeah. uh, also from Adam's family played Conset. He uh he's the I guess scientist uh, uh, assistant uh computer, computer nerd tech.
0: yeah he's he's constantly the whole movie his whole thing is like there's no way this will be better than my computer <laughs> which is like i think the most early 90s nerd thing you could possibly yes. say my computer yeah, that's be exactly than what they're, this.
1: <laughs> right that's what they were going for was just like nerd he loves his computer he does a good job though with the uh, this stupid little role, especially when it's just him and the bodybuilder guy they're they're fu- a funny like mismatched pair together. Oh yeah, uh but yeah he he's our first uh I guess first dinosaur victim because the first victim was Paul Walker getting killed by big cats <laughs> um, <laughs> but okay yeah. he's the one who gets he's the one who gets killed by the dinosaur first, who decapitates him, bites his head off. Just... Awesome first day.
0: Well, here's the thing, though. On the subject of Paul Walker he didn't get killed at the big cat sanctuary where he was taken and right. dropped off
1: uh-huh. he got That's put a into point. a coma <laughs> yes by by a lion attacking him he just it fell shows into the lion maul
0: him like it is mauling him <laughs> when that park ranger shows up and then they're like no damage to the brain or spinal column but he's in a coma <laughs> it's like from what did he like hit his head on a rock when he fell maybe he's you know what it is i bet he's he's in
1: anaphylactic shock he's allergic to cats uh, anaphylactic shock anaphylactic. <laughs> yes. there you go yeah he's allergic yeah, the, to cats the and cat viriline. got too close and he was like oh no my
0: allergies <laughs> yeah thusly he's in a coma <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i love like just because like you know that somebody may have pointed out like wait why would he be in a coma but like the answer would just be like who cares yeah because he needs to be he needs to be we need this hospital scene and guess what the hospital scene is hilarious like uh tammy and byron come running in i guess they stopped at blossom's house oh my god on the way
0: outfits her outfit at the funeral too fucking hilarious
1: yeah and then like um billy comes in and slaps her and like in any normal movie that slap would be like i can't believe you've done this no instead she's like dude what fucking karate chops the motherfucker and then kicks him in the she chest in, or whatever she like, kicks him in the balls <laughs> kicks him in the balls like she it's just like and and byron's just immediately like i'll scratch your fucking eyes out like yeah. it is i it is not what you expect and then like goes beyond that to absurdity when the doctor shows up as you said and just like plays like he's trying to revive him and it's ridiculous amazing god and that's the thing about this movie dude is like i feel like there was so
0: many points in here there had to be somebody on set being like uh we can't do that that doesn't make any sense that's but but how yeah. but why and
1: you know yeah, the director it, was just happened. like it's fine just go with it
0: and yeah, he was right about it
1: he was absolutely right yeah. he was um and it, it's not like um uh, I mean, I think this is just a confluence of, of luck in some ways, but also like knowing the right way to approach it, knowing the right way to go about it without taking it too seriously, knowing like nobody expects anything of this, uh, you know, the, the idea of it even happening didn't exist a month before you started shooting.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Go with like, it
1: it's fine go with it whatever comes out of this we'll see we'll see maybe we make some money maybe we don't we all got a paycheck to be here let's just do it yeah (laughs) like and it turns out good turned out out just fine man because the
0: thing is is like you know at bare minimum again somebody on set had to be there being like okay so we're gonna shoot the scene where they're gonna put the boy's brain into the t-rex <laughs> why like why does the doctor want to put this guy's brain into a t-rex body like why is this his obsession because it's oh, never really made talks about it. super clear until yeah he's like oh immortality we won't have to die anymore or whatever and then even at that point you're like okay but why an animatronic t-rex like if you would have built like a, a robot
1: man and he's like i want to put
0: consciousness into this (laughs) that would have
1: made a lot more sense yeah who are you gonna sell this to i can put you into the brain of a t-rex like (laughs) yeah it's like all right your
0: illness is terminal you're either gonna die or we can put your consciousness into an animatronic (laughs) t-rex i would totally do that
1: yeah i mean that does that i could see the selling point there for sure i mean this is following jurassic park so dude that's the T-Rex thing is pretty popular
0: this movie that's so unbelievable it feels way earlier 90s than it really is like this doesn't feel well, it like, feels like 80s it feels to me. 80s it feels late <laughs> yeah. 80s to me man maybe 90 at the latest like if maybe if you yeah. just told me to date this movie i'd be like i don't know 90 maybe 91 but yeah jurassic park came out before this uh-huh And that (laughs) makes it even funnier to me, dude. The fact that like the same year you could have seen (laughs) Jurassic Park where, you know, we saw dinosaurs imagined on screen in ways that we'd never even had dreamed of at that point. I mean, them using CGI for these dinosaurs was like revolutionary shit. And they did so much to hide the fact that it's fake dinosaurs. I mean, again, the CGI, all the incredible puppetry work and stuff in there. Check out our review episode on that, by the way. It's a really, really great episode. But in this movie, which you could have seen in the same year, they're not even trying to hide the fact that it's fake and shitty. And dude, the (laughs) scenes where it shows the T-Rex walking and it's like superimposed (laughs) on the screen are the actual worst. It looks like... Dude, it's there, there's terrible. stuff you can do on phone apps that looks fifteen yep. times better
1: than that. Absolutely, it it looks really bad.
0: I think that makes the. <laughs> That's movie why they funnier. only do it a
1: couple times, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But like, I think the fact that Jurassic Park came out the same year as this makes it even funnier. Is that like, yeah? Even just the concept that somebody would have the fucking gall to make such a shit-ass looking dinosaur movie in the same year as the most revolutionary gigantic dinosaur movie ever you're gonna respond to that volley with this the nerve of that makes it fucking funnier (laughs) to me man
1: it does it's so much funnier because of that i yeah i i think that uh like this exists in a time where yeah movies don't look like this at all so yeah again like as we've said the embracing of the comedy the embracing of the absurdity it like that's the only way you could have done this movie otherwise otherwise people would be talking about it as can you believe that paul walker was in that piece of shit instead of can you believe paul walker was in that piece of shit (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) let's talk about that t-rex a little bit more here because
0: that's obviously the main feature of this movie um just how real is the t-rex because it seems to be a machine when it needs to be yes and other times they treat it like it's an actual flesh and blood animal
1: right because like <laughs> he says he's gonna tranquilize it yeah and then they're like wait did you say it's a machine he's like oh it's got uh, crystalline Crystal, cellular whatever. structures very uh, new yeah I think you could put yeah, America back good. on top.
0: Don't worry about it.
1: Like, it totally pulls out like a gigantic yeah, gun. Yeah, it's totally
0: the reaction of you watching the movie when they're like, "We're going to yeah. tranquilize it." You're sitting there going, "It's a robot." Then Byron's like, "But it's a robot." <laughs> like, yeah. every now and then, people in this movie have like moments of questions clarity about the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> questions
1: about the movie, and the fact that the movie itself addresses them. Yeah, makes it better it does it makes it so much better it's so much funnier Dude, like i'll tell you it, this
0: i don't think whenever they built that animatronic t-rex i don't think they put tear ducts in it but it sure does cry no, at that funeral it sure
2: does cry <laughs> it after, after hearing the times.
0: uncle's uh oh, the drunk eulogy. uncle bob
1: yeah
0: <laughs> you guys know me i'm just an old drunk <laughs>
1: uh, everybody shakes their head yeah yeah, yeah he is what he <laughs> even shows the t-rex nodding yeah, he's yes like, yeah. he is just an old drunk
0: uh p.s the t-rex which is hiding nobody is seeing this thing <laughs> just standing barely behind like t- a tree
1: yeah like 20 feet away behind a tree sort of <laughs> yeah
0: the way this thing is so stealthy fucking cracks me up it just hides (laughs) from everybody somehow god it's so stupid but yeah it's like it's real when it needs to be like it sleeps and stuff
1: oh yeah it does it seems uh to to get some some sleep in that barn with (laughs) denise richards where they may fuck i I get the impression that they had sex
0: which again animatronic dinosaur i guess it has a working dick (laughs) like i guess so built
1: this thing (laughs) unless i mean maybe it's just like we you know our infantile understanding of sex can't comprehend what they did in that barn that's true
0: she might have just scissored that tail
1: like the like the dickens and that counts or, you know, maybe uh, some, some S&M type of stuff. Okay, yeah. Maybe she was whipping the shit out of that animatronic dinosaur. <laughs> it Who knows? could be that. I mean, you know, <laughs> we don't know. We didn't see that cut of the movie, so. Now, we need to talk about... So, all right. Michael's brain is not in the animatronic dinosaur. It is controlling the animatronic dinosaur from afar.
0: Okay, I was never sure about that because it shows us the brain in the bowl... And then, like, the doctor says, I think he says, we'll implant it tomorrow,
1: but it never shows us that. Yeah, because they leave and then that's when he escapes. Yeah. So, his brain is telepathically controlling the dinosaur? I don't know, because it also never shows them, like, remove
0: it from his skull to end up in that salad bowl at the end of the movie either, so... (laughs) i don't know actually
1: this Movie just mentioning parts of this movie makes me laugh
0: it, yeah it makes me feel like i'm like are we on drugs are we drugs right now and it's like we no, might be drugs we're talking about the movie that we watched yeah, yeah i don't know about yeah. the brain thing i'm not really sure about that honestly but it's also made clear that i guess tammy is trying to find him a, a viable donor even towards the end of the movie yes
1: <laughs> yeah she she comes in and says they found those lost skiers uh frozen bodies i'm gonna go check it out tomorrow yeah and i swear i could not put it together i was like are they solving crimes now <laughs> it wasn't until i mentioned it to you you said like oh no so he can have a body yeah. and i was like oh right because like to me it was logical that it might end with them solving crimes now i would I love that like, if that was a spinoff movie or series i would yes. absolutely watch the shit out of that tammy and the t-rex starring someone who looks nothing like denise richards and someone who looks nothing like paul hawker
0: yeah <laughs> i'm fine yeah. with it
1: i'll totally get into yeah, it yeah it. it'd be great
0: but then the thing about it is too is even there at the end of the movie with all that that shit that's going on it's like okay so also i guess apparently tammy is like A fucking genius to figure out on her own how to wire up this disconnected brain in a salad bowl up to a camera so it can see stuff and and speakers so it can talk. Yeah. And we'll also know how to re implant it into a new host body as
1: well. It's just like, yeah, whatever, fuck it, who cares? And she also just pours whiskey on
0: it. I wish I could do like, that some days. I wish I could pour straight on the brain. The whiskey, whiskey directly to the brain. onto the brain. <laughs> I wish I could do that
1: sometimes. Oh boy. That sounds like it would burn. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think I want that. <laughs> That's what you think now, Steve. That's true. Because he seemed to be way into it. Yeah.
0: Especially after she does a sexy dance and blows oh. him up. So that dance she danced real bad the movie opens with her dancing and closes with her dancing and she's
1: really bad (laughs) yeah so apparently you know she she's a a midwest girl she was pretty shy and stuff and apparently she didn't know like what to do for the dance scene to be sexy so that's why it's so awkward and weird well denise richards we Uh, all know she probably has a
0: hard time figuring out how to be sexy. (laughs)
1: <laughs> probably a problem she's I mean, dealt with her whole life
2: how do i probably, how am i sexy i don't is. know
1: how do i do this and everybody's like no you got it you got it you're doing it right now yeah, i'm not currently doing it's happening <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man dude yeah god the, mo-
0: the ending of this movie is absolutely stupid they machine gun yeah. the dinosaur down and i guess that works
1: yeah, how does that work? <laughs> I don't know. Is my question. <laughs> the cops this are trigger happy as fuck, too, by the way.
0: Yes, they are, yeah. Even whenever they're like yeah, cleaning the cop- up after that party, and they like flip over the bar where the bartender guy... And they've all got their guns drawn. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. just itching to fucking blow some people away. And then that one cop is like, they're in shock. You're going to have to slap it out of them. You want me to slap her around uh, Yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous shit man yeah
1: they're just terrible terrible cops let's talk it for a second about that bartender aka caveman ken oh yeah um not a good actor uh for sure but he does have the backstory of being caveman ken and it seems to be um he might be into both that cute redhead and Byron, I got that impression. I was wondering if that was yeah. just me. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think he he was at the very least flirting with both of them. It seemed. Yeah. So <laughs> that was an interesting character, Caveman Ken. Yeah. But a bad actor. Oh, very <laughs> at bad. At the very least, maybe not a bad actor in general. But in this, he he maybe got one one shot at it and was like, I, I want to try that again. And they were like, Well, that's not happening. Too late. By that point, <laughs> yeah. he'd already
0: served up byron uh his drink for tammy which is a kamikaze with a vodka chaser <laughs> it's like a potent vodka drink with vodka to wash it down <laughs> like there's so many little things like that in this movie that are so subtle and stupid and they go by fast until you think yeah. about it, and you're like "Vodka's not a chaser
1: for another no. cocktail <laughs> that's not how that happened so stupid yeah. Yeah, it's just full of dumb little lines and, and silly little absurd things that, you know, like when when the dinosaur picks up Byron and, and dusts off his shoulder. That's my favorite. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. He's
0: so respectable. He picks him up, he dusts off his shoulder. He kind of pats yeah. him on the shoulders a little bit like, you're yeah. a good young man.
1: I like you. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it is an interesting dynamic too, because again, like, we are being presented with uh, a gay character, and when I think about gay characters we've seen in the 90s, they're often, like, very much over the top, and also, like, the main characters don't necessarily have to like them. Well, especially, in this like, movie, Paul the main Walker, char- who's
0: on the football team and, like, seems to be a star athlete and shit like this, like, usually that's the guy that would be picking on the gay kid, especially the gay black kid in school
1: exactly but instead he seems to actually like him He he's just immediately like yeah we all we all know uh byron and they're just friendly and then like you know yeah when he's a dinosaur he's like i'll pick you up you're a good guy like <laughs> it's an interesting relationship to see them put the traditionally like dickhead uh athlete into this just nice guy role uh but then you of course have the other end of that spectrum which is billy and uh billy and his gang suck <laughs> <laughs> the thing he wants to know though
0: is he's good right he's good right he's good oh, right man,
1: that's so funny <laughs> that sex that's sexy that's so funny <laughs> he's just screaming oh, in God. her
0: face i'm good right <laughs> i'm, good right? She's I'm screaming, good right bloody murder <laughs> there's a tx <t-rex> above <laughs> it
1: oh my god dude yeah. yeah weasel too let's talk about him man yeah sean whalen weasel who's up but people under the stairs he's the guy with his tongue cut off yeah. uh he's he's in a ton of stuff the, though. Sean whalen, that very, thing you do is what i know him right? from he's the super yeah. fan
0: of the oneaters
1: that's right he's he's super recognizable he billy and weasel like my assumption is billy's like 30 something right Surely. like they're not trying to hide that they're like it's trying it's they're trying to be like this is a dirtbag. yeah yeah and and weasel's just kind of his enabling friend but uh the the thing is that this gang seems like just sort of happy and light and fun and they've got their the uh, you know their groupies the blonde girl and the 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 the, the brunette with the curly hair uh Just seem like they're all fun and games, but they take a guy out to a cat sanctuary to get mauled to death. Like (laughs) it's there's just such a huge, like, tonal difference between what they do and the way they're portrayed that it's like I mean, it it makes it so funny when they do get their comeuppance. Like, and all of them get it early in the movie they that's not even like the goal of the movie it's not a revenge movie it's he gets his revenge and now it's let's figure out how to have a relationship with tammy like (laughs) that's the thing about about him and his revenge and stuff too in the movie that cracks
0: me up is like at the end of the day even though he is in this t-rex body he is conscious of what he's doing And he murders like a million people in this movie, like just straight up murders murders them. (laughs) It's Uh like at the end of the day, Tammy is going out with a seventeen-year-old serial killer.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, he's justified in in uh, the people he kills mostly, right? I mean, there's all kinds of collateral damage. There's those people that get like trampled
0: during the party. Uh, He squashes that car. I don't think those guy those
1: guys that were under the car did anything. They yeah they were part of the gang, they were the gang? With okay Bill, yeah 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 i think the only well, people that get they deserve killed, to die <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying is i think the only people he kills are the ones that supposedly would deserve to die because they've wronged him okay but you know like i guess the people who wrong him the most uh are the doctor and helga and the doctor gets it, but then Helga just gets away. She's she's even crying at the end when the dinosaur dies. Okay, and it's here's like, the thing. Wait, why is she crying? Yeah, she's at the <laughs> funeral and shit. It's so stupid,
0: man. So Helga at the end of this movie. Let's talk about that for a second because I was expecting her to get like destroyed too, so she was also yeah, such exactly. a big part of this. Instead, the T Rex like. Bites the doctor and kills him, spits his remains all over Helga, and then and she runs away. She runs away, with, and the shot that they used is of her running away and her skirt riding pull, up. Her skirt
1: riding up, <laughs> like, yeah, that's her big exit
0: of the movie.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, why? Well, but she's still there when the dinosaur dies, like, they're yeah. all standing there crying, including the cops who just shot the dinosaur. <laughs> what what why, why? <laughs> oh my god man it's just ridiculous some of just the funniest stuff film. in
0: this too man in my opinion comes from when they're trying to find a new body for paul walker's yes. brain now this starts oh with them being like how can we get his body back and they're like we'll get it after the funeral and after the funeral, they jump into... Well, Denise Richards jumps into the grave and opens the coffin, which is, of course, filled with a rotten corpse. <laughs> yeah, he rotted real quick. <laughs> there's, like, worms and, like, rats all yeah. over and stuff. And she, like, can't believe what she's seeing. And it's like, well, it's a rotten... It's a corpse. I mean, I he's mean been yeah, dead for mean, yeah, he's days. dead, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would not have decomposed that fast, which is hilarious. Yeah. But then, dude, like, later on... You know, after the doctor and Helga show up to that scene, did you notice how, like, everybody just keeps falling in the grave? <laughs> like, yes. Everybody gets thrown on top of that coffin <laughs> for no good fucking reason. Oh, my yeah. God,
1: man. But then they yeah, do the that, body shopping at the morgue. Yeah, the body shopping at the morgue is so fucking funny. Oh, my like, God. You know, uh, they. I, I was wondering. Okay, okay so they find the one guy who's the first one they show and they check out his dick and uh, (laughs) Byron is impressed and Tammy is not interested. She's like, not for me. (laughs) And I was trying to like figure out there, like Byron is impressed by it. So I'm assuming it's big. And like, she's saying, no, it's too big. And then when they take him to the window, uh, Byron says he's short, but he's thick. Yeah um so what were they getting at with all that like like, (laughs) i don't know like like what i want to know i gotta see this dick and these like how these two reactions work together (laughs) (laughs) i also really
0: love to how byron is like really pushing for like maybe he wants to be a girl (laughs) two times he brings up the girl corpse and even like bring it and hold it up yeah that's one of my favorites too dude they're showing the the t-rex the corpses from afar and they were like, "How can we t-rex make the T Rex like <laughs> yeah. yeah, like put this little paw on its chin and stuff. Like, I'm really yeah. weighing my
1: options here. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. It's a, just a funny because they are just hauling corpses over to a window yeah. and holding them up to a <laughs> dinosaur, to an a animatronic dinosaur. dinosaur.
0: Oh my god, man! What about the game of charades that they have to play for her to figure out that it's that it's him? When they're in the oh barn. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> yeah, like he, like she thinks he wants the brace. Like she like this animatronic dinosaur is trying to rob her of her bracelet, yeah. and then it's like no 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 like no he like gives her the flower that he had in his mouth that was the flower he tried to give her before. Yeah, like that whole it's so ridiculous. But that like dude, there's a line where scene... she she's
0: talking to him and ah fuck what is what is Paul Walker's character's name? Uh, Michael. Michael. She's like did you know michael (laughs) yes how
1: did she get there what how did she get there (laughs) um does that scene that was where i really was like wait denise richards is funny yes because like she's doing it so seriously and then it cuts to that wide shot of what's going on of her sitting up on those hay bales talking to an animatronic dinosaur and it's just like right that's what she's seeing. She's seeing an animatronic dinosaur and she's delivering this like it's like real drama. Yeah. And it's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah.
0: She really does bring a lot of humor to this.
1: Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed, um, I enjoyed her performance. I thought Paul Walker was good. I think this is one of his uh, first film performances. Uh, one of yeah. hers as well. Yeah uh they they're both charming they do really well uh, terry kaiser and ellen uh dubin or dubin not sure how to say her last name they're great buck flowers funny like it it's it's a solid cast and a sol- bunch of solid performances for what it is
0: i think so man now how do you think that stands up to the soundtrack of this movie <laughs> the original soundtrack <laughs> and the licensed music in this soundtrack
1: the licensed music is uh is uh uh something. It's so it's, uh,
0: bad. Oh my god, yeah, man. It's
1: very 90s. Uh There's two songs about dinosaurs sung by the the same guy. Yeah, he sounds like and, he sounds like generic like bag
0: serial Alice Cooper.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if Alice <laughs> Cooper was like dinosaurs will be my thing instead of, you know, all the Alice Cooper stuff. Oh, you know what? Uh, Maybe
0: it's Allosaurus Cooper,
1: huh? <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. That's probably what it is. The licensed music in this has so many like 90 singers just singing really hard. This was at that time period where it's just like I don't know, just sing as hard as you can into the mic, no matter what. <laughs> the
1: no soundtrack matter how, all no, of that. Yeah, and then the early 2000s, it just became. All right, do that, but, like, you're trying to shit. Yeah. Just like you're trying to grunt it out.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it, I mean, the the soundtrack, it, it it's very 90s, I would say. Unmistakably. It fits the time period, but, yeah, no recognizable music, for sure. Oh, I'm sure they and didn't have the a budget for that, yeah. Yeah, definitely not. And then also, yeah, it's it is just, like, Nothing that stands out as particularly good. But then, like, uh, the original score stuff uses uh, some things you've more traditionally heard connected with horror. That kind of works, but maybe a little over dramatic at times.
0: Okay, yeah, I'll give it that. Like, I was going to say the original score stuff is actually pretty cool. There's, like, some orchestral stuff in there, some pretty dramatic sounding parts. A lot of it actually reminds me of one of those main themes from uh Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's got that... That kind of thing, which is really, really similar to what's in Bram Stoker's. And uh it's cool, but like you said maybe a little bit over the top but maybe that's what they were going for like put a really serious soundtrack with this it'll be stupid
1: <laughs> yeah i think they definitely were going for just yeah the the absurdity of that music playing while <laughs> this animatronic dinosaur is in a barn yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think some of my favorite bits of like gore and special
0: effects in this are like well yeah i love when paul walker's getting his head cut open with that like miter saw that the sound <laughs> effects and stuff really bring a lot to that moment where it makes that seem way more gruesome than the really crappy effects that you're seeing
1: on screen at that time yeah i i also like the uh the bodybuilder death yeah the squish <laughs> dude and then like later it
0: shows him and he's like been flattened like two-dimensional yeah like entirely a
1: Yeah, she, like, rolls him up
0: off the ground. (laughs) Dude, every time it shows the T-Rex, like, squashing somebody or, like, stomping on the cars and stuff, it's totally just a guy and, like dinosaur leg a, yeah pants. and a boot yeah <laughs> that's
1: it yeah it's just it's just a, a pant leg on a person that's it
0: yeah <laughs> i like weasel's death a lot too where he gets like clawed mm-hmm. and then he's just like holding all of his holding own guts, his guts. Yeah. <laughs> he's them.
1: holding them a bit too high though yeah <laughs> <laughs> your, your colon should not be up at your lungs probably not i don't think so yeah
0: but it's like he's just wearing like a blood-soaked T-shirt underneath. Like, there's no like cavity that yeah, everything fell out of. He's just like they didn't I'm even cut the now. shirt. Yeah, it looks like the T-Rex <laughs> just handed him some guts and he held them and yes. dropped them, <laughs> and
1: that killed him somehow. I guess so. He was like,
0: "Oh no, guts!" Uh. <laughs> I'm allergic to these too. Bye. <laughs> a lot of a lot allergy of problems in this movie, yeah. I guess. Yeah, like the special effects in it are you know mainly pretty fucking stupid, but it works totally fine it
1: does it works yeah absolutely works fine for me
0: (laughs) yeah this is one of those movies dude that i absolutely see myself watching many many many
1: more times yeah Yeah, this is one definitely... You turn on at, like, uh, a party or something just to, like, have something really weird on in the background. Yep, see if anybody notices
0: that you've turned this shit on. Yeah, Yeah, this is one of those ones (laughs) that's going to become one of my favorites to, like, show people, where it's like, hey, have you ever seen this movie? Oh, let's watch it. You know, like, there's movies that are like that where I'm just like, I want to sit down and watch Hot Rod with somebody the first time. I want to sit down and watch Team America with somebody the first time. Yeah. And I want to watch this movie with somebody that's never seen it, so i know that i'll definitely watch it again and again or just have it on in the background whenever i don't know what i want to watch and i just need something done, yeah oh yeah this is probably going on
1: it's definitely one of those where it's just like i can't think of anything else and the t-rex
0: <laughs> just go for it man mm-hmm. you got any final thoughts and a, a rating you want to slap on this flick
1: Uh, I mean, you know, as uh, highly as we talked about it, it's not like the best movie ever made or anything. It's obviously uh, specifically um, bad, but in such a charming way and in such a such a way that it's like. I, um, you know, I can't be mad at it, like watching it just makes me laugh. It's it's definitely something I will watch more and will never regret it, I imagine, just always be able to turn on this absurd flick and get a laugh out of it. Think but so. it's it's not like I mean, you know, it it's be- for me it's definitely better than say watching Final Destination, uh but it's it's not it's not like a, an amazing horror movie or anything. So, when uh when rating it uh you know i will say i would prefer to watch this movie to say the evil dead remake
0: Hmm, okay
1: which is a good solid movie so this movie for me is like uh it's better than than uh 4.5 which i gave the evil dead remake it's better than that but it's not it's not on the same level with say uh, my middle of the road movie with the autopsy of Jane Doe, mm-hmm. which I think is a, a solid middle of the road flick. So um, I'm, I'm going to say this is like a four, four and a half. Yeah. But like it's it's like a 10 as far as watchability and, and things like that. But if we're rating it, trying to compare it to other movies we've done, it's like a four, four and a half. But. Watchability is off the charts.
0: Okay, okay. And
1: hilarity, uh the the humor. If you want to see a good comedy movie, this is a ten. Oh yeah. Well, it's not it's not a ten. There are much better comedy movies, but it's up there. But it's real good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying, man. I
0: definitely would put it as a higher rating than you just because it makes me happy. You know me, whenever I raise yeah, stuff, no, I get that. It's often just in terms of like does this movie make me happy to watch it
1: does it spark joy does
0: it spark joy yes i'm definitely keeping this movie it's not getting thrown out (laughs) i feel like i'm watching a movie that was made by the lonely island team that was sent into the past i can see that that's again a delight about this movie is just like seeing a movie from this time period which i'm already just like i'm automatically gonna like it because it feels late 80s early 90s as fuck so of course i'm gonna love it anyway But then the fact that it feels like this hidden gem that I've never seen before from this time period that somehow feels like a modern movie making fun of that time period. Um, Oh,
1: yeah. It does have that feel to it. It does feel like because of the resurgence of popularity of the 90s now, it does kind of feel like a movie being made now to mimic that time. Yeah, totally, man. So I love stuff like that.
0: I love discovering hidden gems that I've never seen before. And this is definitely one that I'll watch many more times. For me, this is uh this is probably like a man. It's it's seriously like seven and a half. <laughs> I really yeah. like it. It's just fun right. and stupid. Plus you know me, I love it dinosaurs. Come is. on.
1: That's true. Uh yo, hey man. I, I I'm absolutely going to watch this movie a lot more times. So uh it's the most solid four to four and a half movie there is out there there you go it's definitely worth a watch as the time of recording it's streaming
0: right now on showtime uh it's on showtime yeah okay. yeah but wherever it is it's also on shutter oh, it's on shutter okay cool
1: yeah uh mm-hmm.
0: whatever copy you find just make sure it's like the you know the actual cut, tanny, tanny and the
1: teenage t-rex yeah yeah
0: uh make sure it's that one if it's like family friendly it's not the one
1: <laughs> no yeah make and sure i can't imagine what that movie is i really wish i had had time to watch it yeah <laughs> because me too. i just want to know like because what i read about it was that all the sex stuff is still there and the violence is taken out and it's just like well how is that Family friendly at all. Is the boner (laughs) scene still in? Oh, yeah. The huge boner gag.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's a delight, man. Now, next week on the show, we're going to take our yearly detour into holiday horror by watching a flick I ain't never seen before. You ever seen this movie? I ain't never seen it neither. Ooh, Uncharted Waters, huh? We're a couple of ice pirates ourselves, are we? that's
1: us oh. i don't know anything about ice pirates is it about pirates I have at all no idea how was ice involved no nah, not a clue. Ah, now i want to see ice pirates yeah maybe we'll just do that <laughs> instead i guess maybe we'll do ice pirates yeah.
0: well how about we dip our toes into some some holiday horror and talk about anna and the apocalypse this is one a lot of yep. people have told us to do on the show
1: yes yep it's a musical a zombie uh musical oh my god yeah, I I don't know what to expect. Me neither. I'm I'm very interested. We've it's been recommended. It's also uh, when people have recommended it. Some other people have said I hate this. So mm. divisive movie. Okay, we'll find out. I'm not even gonna watch a trailer. I'm just gonna go in blind. Yeah, yeah. I just I I want to just see it as is because if it, I mean I can see a, a horror musical about zombies being good. Yeah. Totally. So. Hopefully it's that.
0: Okay. Well, we'll find out next week here on Dead and Lovely. You guys be sure to tune in next time after you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you are listening to this. If it'll let you rate and review, please do. Uh, Helps us out a ton. Doesn't cost a dime. But if they want to spend 10 dimes or upwards, where can they do that? (laughs)
1: patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely head on over there with all your dimes and just hand them out to us you get uh for for uh, at the very least a dollar you get access to all of the patreon exclusive stuff that we put out and if you give five dollars you get to throw something into the smoking bowl to get randomly drawn each month and we then cover that movie Mm -hmm. so head on over there that's right so
0: fuck around find out about it see what you think about that old patreon page get some good stuff also be sure to join up the facebook
1: and discord groups mm-hmm, yeah the on friday nights we have the screaming chat where we watch uh, uh a movie that is fun to laugh about whether that movie be good or bad whatever the point of friday night is to laugh and drink and that's what we do on go. discord I post the Discord link every Friday, so just head over to any of our social media accounts. Get that Discord link. There you
0: go. That's right. Find out about that and have a good time. Hang out with your boys. Also follow us on the Instagram, of course.
1: Yeah, Twitter and Instagram at Dead Lovely Pod. That's right.
0: Well, you guys have been fantastic. Hope everybody out there is having a safe and happy holiday season. Spread cheer, not COVID. Be responsible, (laughs) y'all. Good call. Yeah. And be sure to tune in next time. Hang out with old Uncle Ben. And Hollywood Steve. Right here on Dead and Lovely. You guys have been fantastic. We've been all right, I guess. Yeah, we've been pretty good. Fair to Midland, I reckon. Bye. Bye.
1: So I had this dream the other night, Ben, mm-hmm. that we were recording the podcast, and uh, for some reason, you just, while we were recording, mm-hmm. we were in person um, recording, you just pulled out your guitar and started practicing and noodling around on it. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, I mean, this sounds like something that could happen yeah. and
0: something I may have even debated doing in the past, but I was like, I think the mic would pick it up. Yeah, it
1: probably would. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you just started noodling around and, uh, as happens when you are noodling around, you can, you can, uh, be involved somewhat in a conversation, but like you're a little bit slower because you're, you're playing attention yeah. to guitar. So I would say something, and then you'd just finish up your noodling, and then you'd answer. <laughs> after a while, I was like, you know what? I think this is going to be a little bit weird. And you were like, ah, you can just edit it. And you kept playing. <laughs> you might have actually just, like,
0: you know, had a vision into a uh, a parallel universe, a little pocket reality right there, because this all sounds like things that could happen to you. <laughs> it's true. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Me being an asshole about my own self-absorbed. <laughs> constant noodling on the guitar letting it invade every other area of my life well, and affect people around me this sounds pretty I
2: think
1: real we to me <laughs> may have even talked about it at some point early on like because we were talking about whether or not we were going to have music on the podcast and i think mm-hmm. it may have been something we even thought about you like playing while we were doing it definitely in my dream it didn't work <laughs> <laughs> i think this is the main reason why we keep
0: music in the background on the podcast is to prevent me from playing (laughs) guitar over it because in my head I'd be like eh, it'd clash when I'm not in the same key as the backing music it'll be a wreck
1: that was actually in my dream I remember like uh uh while you were doing it thinking like "Mm, this is gonna be hard to edit because it probably will pick up the guitar so the notes will be all fucked up
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's just jazz it's just jazz